Welcome to the Brownstein Hyatt Farber Shrek podcast series. The impact of the pandemic on states is very real as state legislatures across the country experience budget shortfalls. Sarah Mercer, Christina Kleist, and Kristen Lee from the firm's state government relations practice discuss how Colorado, Nevada, New Mexico, and Wyoming have navigated federal and state relief funding so far and what to expect going forward. Welcome to another edition of the Brownstein podcast series. I'm Sarah Mercer, and I am joined today by my colleagues, Kristen Lee and Christina Kleist. Hey, Kristen. Hey, Christina. Good morning. Good morning. I am so excited to have you on the podcast. Um, It's really exciting to have um, the three of us uh, who are all members of our state government relations team here to talk a little bit about what's going on in the states when it comes to budget issues, tax issues, federal cares money, all things money with relate when it when it comes to the states. And um, I'm really excited for our listeners to kind of get a little bit of an overview of what's been going on. You know, I think this is such a timely podcast because we know that one of the sticking points in, in this um, COVID relief package that's currently being negotiated in Congress um, that they're aiming and hoping, I think, to have wrapped up here in the next um, week or so, but certainly before the end of the year is whether or not to include additional relief for state and local governments. We know that the initial round of funding included money for state and local governments, um, but there really is a lot of disagreement about whether between the Democrats and the Republicans about whether or not some additional relief should be provided. And so I think that's a pretty good place for us to start. You know, Colorado received $1.6 billion from the federal government and all of the states had until they've been given until the end of the year to spend that initial funding. And certainly Nevada and Wyoming received those funds as well. Now, Christina, I think in Nevada, did you all have a special session to make those appropriations or was that special session that Nevada had separate from the federal funding? So our special session was um, separate from the funding. Um, we actually had two special sessions. Uh, the, f- the first one didn't quite go as planned. And so we took a, a little hiatus, um, I think it was two or three weeks, and then came back for another seven days. Um, so ours was, ours was separate. What was the subject of those special sessions? So the first special session was to deal with the uh, fiscal year um, deficit, you know, to transfer money from our rainy day fund and to make the budget cuts that we had to do because we have a constitutional requirement to have a balanced budget. So we couldn't um, not balance the budget. And then the second special session really focused on, you know, the main one, the main bill and issue was addressing mining taxes and election law changes. I see those election law changes. Certainly we saw those in many states um, and that are a continuing subject of legal controversy uh, at the federal level. You know, I know, Kristen, the big issue in Wyoming is that Wyoming got, what was it, $1.2 billion from the federal government, but actually couldn't figure out how to spend it all and might have to return some back. Is that right? Correct, Sarah. Wyoming received the default amount, which is $1.25 billion dollars. And we had a special session in May where the legislature gave the executive branch, the governor's office, broad authority to spend that money with the attorney general approval, which was a little um, bit different 
than some states. Most states granted the governor's office their broad authority and did not have that additional step of AG approval, but that's how Wyoming chose to do it. And then the governor's office set up all sorts of task force to have the money spent. We're the least populated state. That ended up equating to about $2,000 per person. And I, uh, um, at final count, I, I, we're, we don't have the final numbers yet, but yes, we anticipate we're going to have to return some money to the federal government. Yeah. And, you know, Colorado differently did not call on the legislature to help with appropriations. As you were saying, each state handled things differently and different from Wyoming. Colorado's governor, you know, accounted for the $1.6 billion that Colorado received from the federal government um, and has since been ensuring that that money gets to uh, the state agencies and to the local governments as he is allocated. Now, there was some pushback from the Colorado state legislature about why they weren't involved in that process. And so Colorado had its own special session, uh, which involved actually doing kind of a state appropriation, state relief package of money um, on its own with some additional general fund revenue that the that was able to be allocated because of additional revenues that were not expected, some unexpected revenues that were uh, received by the state from, from tax collections. And we also saw New Mexico do something very similar where they had a special session on their own to do kind of a state COVID relief package um, in the absence of the federal package. And, you know, I think that's such a great um, kind of pivot over into Christina where we started, which is that the impact of the pandemic on state and local governments is very real. And in, in Nevada experienced a budget shortfall Colorado is experiencing a budget shortfall, New Mexico the same, and Wyoming is also is also enduring um, and, and experiencing a budget shortfall as well. But Kristen, you, ha- you you know, it sounds like with Wyoming, it may not necessarily be as a result of the pandemic. Sarah, we were in a budget shortfall before the pandemic. Um, we're a state completely um, reliant on our natural resources and our extractive industries. Um, The coal industry, the oil and gas industry have really paid the way in Wyoming for years and years and years. We We don't have an income tax in Wyoming, and we have very low property taxes. So it's really the mineral industry that has supported the state, supported our education. And with the coal, we don't produce as much coal as we once did because of the issues surrounding coal. And we don't produce as much uh, natural gas or oil as we once did. So that's why we find ourselves in a budget shortfall. Now, COVID certainly is a huge disruptor everywhere, but we would have been in a shortfall situation without the pandemic. And in Nevada, Christina, you had mentioned that the Nevada legislature had to come together for, you know, two special sessions to get it done, but had to balance the budget manage this budget shortfall and deal with some mining taxes. Can you explain a little bit more about, you know, what what happened with the mining tax issue there? You know, I think analogous to Wyoming, you know, dealing with, um, you know, looking at, you know, kind of natural resources as a source of revenue, what happened with that mining tax? Yeah, so to give a little a background, um, you know, I think it's pretty well known that our economy is pretty much based on tourism. And, for whatever reason, our economy is just not very diversified. And so we heavily rely on the taxes brought in by gaming. 
And so obviously with, with travel and tourism so far down, we've really taken a, a strong hit. And you know, we definitely didn't have the opportunity like you guys did in Colorado to do any state-sponsored corona or CARES-like packages. So yeah, to, to talk about the mining taxes a little bit, you know, it's, it's kind of a, a very historical issue in that a, for a long time, certain parties have thought that the mining industry needs to pay a little bit more of what they call their fair share of taxes. So currently, um, the tax is a 2% on net proceeds. And, you know, there's, there's a few different vehicles that they've, that they've used or proposed, I suppose you would be a better way to phrase it, um, to increase the percentage, but then also change it to, um, apply to gross proceeds rather than net proceeds. So obviously there's, you know, some challenges there. And, you know, one argument against these propositions is that no other industry is, is taxed on their gross proceeds rather than their net proceeds. So interestingly enough, um, the way that it works in Nevada is these constitutional changes have to pass through two legislative sessions, and then they go on the next ballot. And then if they pass on the ballot, then they go back to the legislature. And normally this is about a five-year process, but with the special sessions, we can significantly increase the, the time frame or decrease the time frame. So we're, we're looking at that, those coming up in the next special session. I anticipate what may happen is they'll, there will be probably some kind of compromise to lower the increase. So instead of going from 2% to say 12%, which is one of the propositions, um, I think, I think they'll land somewhere in the middle, but kind of TBD on what the overall outcome of it will be. And that's fascinating. So the process to make this taxation change, which is found in the Nevada constitution, it's going to, in order to change the constitution, the voters have to approve it. So it has to go through this process where it has to go through two, like the legislature has to approve it twice, then the voters have to approve it. And then the legislature has to approve it again. Is that right? Yeah. It's a, it's a very complex (laughs) process. And here, because of the urgency of needing to raise additional revenues, the special session that just happened counts as one of those legislative approvals. And now going into the regular session, that will count as the next sort of second legislative approval, even if there's amendments. And then it can go to the voters. And if the voters approve it, it goes back to the legislature for final passage. Do I have that right? Yeah. Yeah. It, it was unheard of. I don't think we've seen wow. anything like this before to, you know, do start something like this in a special session. And, you know, there were some other kind of administrative things that were changed along with those election laws that I mentioned um, to make it possible. Primarily, it was for these um, resolutions to be published by our Legislative Council Bureau but yeah, this is, I think, a, a first time that we're, we're seeing this process play out like it is with the, the special and, and a regular so close together. And this is such a great illustration of just how um, particular every state's laws are around tax issues um, and also, you know, making changes to their state's constitutions. You know, in Colorado, we have something called the Taxpayers Bill of Rights that voters passed back in 1992 that prevents um, and restricts the legislature from passing any taxes. The 
most that the legislature can do is can refer a tax increase or a new tax to voters who have to approve it. And so it's very interesting to think about, and this is such a great place to turn as we sort of look forward to what are the legislators, what are the legislatures going to do in states where they're experiencing these budget shortfalls? Um, and how are they going to find additional revenues, particularly if there are restrictions around how taxes are increased or if voter approval is needed? I mean, what we've just been talking about is sort of how Wyoming, New Mexico, Colorado, and Nevada have really been kind of like making their way through this really unprecedented time as best they can, trying to kind of fill holes uh, with federal money, uh, possibly with some state money, um, and you know, balancing the budget the best they can, dealing with changes in revenue forecasts. But you know, really now we're going into when the regular sessions will start at the beginning of next year, and they're it seems like we, there's got to be a little bit of a bigger strategy of how do they deal with the reality that, you know, maybe they've cut as much as they can. So Kristen, you know, kind of looking back, turning back to Wyoming, what is Wyoming going to do with regard to their shortfall? Are they going to be able to raise taxes? Wow, Sarah, you know, um, Wyoming, the governor has proposed $500 million worth of cuts to state government, to services, and to hiring any sort of contractors that um, perform great services in Wyoming. So uh, he's made a huge attempt and a huge effort to cut our way out of this. I don't think anyone really believes that we can cut our way out of this and that we have to look at taxes. The Revenue Committee has been looking at this for years. Um, they've seen that this has uh, been coming. And we do have a unique provision in Wyoming that if there is an income tax imposed on the population, the payer will get full credit against their tax liability on all sales and use taxes and all property taxes. So even even a raise or a, an implementation of income tax, the people paying it would offset their income tax with everything that they've already paid. Uh, that being said, to implement an income tax would take a couple years because um, of the we just don't have the infrastructure to do it. And and one an income tax was proposed for the very high wage earners in Wyoming, um, and it was defeated um, in uh, last month by the Revenue Committee. So, what they're going to have to look at now, and I, the um, revenue meets next week, um, the seventeenth and eighteenth, and they're they're looking at. Obviously, an alcohol tax, uh, tobacco tax, a tax on wind energy, uh, or and uh, any sort of production of electricity. They're going to look at repealing tax exemptions uh, for new wind turbines, and we're going to have to look at property tax increases. It's it's rough. Um, our constitution says we have to fund education before we fund anything else, and. Wyoming, we spend 50% more per student than the surrounding states. In good times, we are really, really fortunate to have a fabulous education system where we have, the legislature has invested in education. In lean times, we need to look at the biggest pieces of our budget, and that would be education. So to answer your question, we'll cut, um, and then we'll, they'll have to look at uh, sales and use tax, um, repealing any exemptions and an increase in property taxes. 
And what I'm hearing for you, I mean, you know, these decisions are not made in a political vacuum. Um, you know, they're not straight up policy decisions. They are political decisions. And in a more Republican leaning state, you know, like Wyoming, I think there's a commonality in many states around looking at sin taxes, even looking at income taxes or property taxes, you know, but certainly and interestingly, looking to the wind industry in Wyoming to find some additional revenue. And then in Nevada, which is leaning more Democrat at the moment, them looking to the mining industry to seek additional revenue is really an interesting corollary that we've, that we're seeing. And Christina, I know that in Nevada, you know, Nevada doesn't have an income tax and, you know, you've been hearing some rumblings about, you know, maybe it's the time to implement an income tax. Is that, is that something that's for real? I, I think the, the conversations are real, but I think the probability is very low. Um, you know, an income tax would likely hit the, the hardest affected by Corona, you know, the hardest on, on their households. So I, I think the, the thought that it could be a savior is there, but I, I don't think it's practical. And, you know, similar to the process I described earlier, it would, it would take without special sessions about five years for that change to happen. So, it, it really is not a, a fix that I, I see our legislature leaning towards. And it's interesting because if we are on the road to recovery, we've got the vaccine coming online, you know, there is a question of should states take actions, especially ones that are sort of this multi-year process, require voter approval, take, take a little bit longer, like we've been talking about in each of Nevada, Colorado, and Wyoming, to be a more permanent kind of tax change? Or are states looking at like, what can we do to make some alterations that can get us through, you know, maybe clean up some things in the tax code, like tax exemptions, maybe, you know, try to raise a little more revenue from certain industries, which has been that longstanding conversation in Wyoming on mining or that conversation around wind energy in and electricity in, I'm sorry, in Nevada, and then the conversation around wind energy and electricity in Wyoming. And I think that really is kind of a, it's more of a, um, that's a kind of a, a, a higher level policy question, because if we are coming out of and into a place of recovery and the economy is going to be just as strong in a couple years as it was back in February, is there a need to make those more permanent changes? Like, like creating an income tax, state income tax in Nevada, which there, there currently isn't one, you know, in Colorado, in the same way that Nevada had to call a special session to balance the budget, Colorado also is required to balance its budget. And at the end of its regular session last year, it, you know, in June, uh, the joint budget committee made $3 billion in cuts to the budget. And so I think, you know, in Colorado, there certainly is a feeling that there's not that many more places to go to make any additional cuts. And I think it was surprising to many that there was $350 million available for a state relief package in, you know, unexpected, these unexpected tax revenues that came in. The question really will be going into the next session, what is that revenue forecast going to look like? And there is sort of is an, uh, some uncertainty about, you know, will the legislature in Colorado gavel in on January 13th? And then do some procedural things and gavel out until the March revenue forecast, which may show some improvement so that they don't have to make some of these hard decisions about, you know, how to raise revenue and, or, and also how to cut more out of the budget than they, than they already have. It's going to be very interesting to see the approach that different states decide to take 
Well, we're really just laying the groundwork here to see what happens. Um, and I think from a from a, the immediate perspective, what the federal government decides in terms of its next COVID relief package and whether states um, and local governments are the recipient of some additional funds, that could even dictate what and how state legislatures deal with their budget issues. Um, but certainly we won't have to wait long. As I mentioned, Colorado session begins on January 13th. Christina, the Nevada session begins in February, correct? It does. And I think you're absolutely right that what the federal government decides to do will absolutely dictate what happens in Nevada. But ultimately, you know, I think this has been a very rude awakening to Nevadans that we have to diversify our economy and not solely rely on on gaming and tourism. And New Mexico, they're slated to start in early January as well. And Kristen, what's What's going to happen uh, with Wyoming session this year? Sarah, they're going to gavel in January 12th and swear in the new members. We have a constitutional requirement that members are sworn in in the Capitol. So with social distancing and wearing masks and, um, and then they'll swear people in and then they will start their interim committee work and do that via Zoom and wait to see the next steps. I'd love to address one issue I think is really important, and that's housing. All states have a community development authority, which is kind of a quasi-state federal board. In Wyoming, it's called the Wyoming Community Development Authority. And it was allocated under CARES money, this time $15 million. And we it wasn't very well used by the Wyoming population. But there were so many, um, there were ways that people would not be foreclosed or um, couldn't be kicked out of their house by uh, landlords. Yeah, the eviction eviction moratoriums. Yeah. And so, but as we go through um, next year, and some of those eviction moratoriums are lifted and there's a change in and uh, and I think more people are really, really at risk of losing their housing. And maybe the CARES money, if there are extensions or what the federal government does with the CARES money, will really be more needed next year than it was needed immediately or this summer during uh, the pandemic. We, we won't know the effects of this pandemic until, we, until we're years from it and it, we can look at it in retrospect. So yeah, I, I really agree with the earlier comments that what the feds do with their money long-term, right? The, the CARES money was, the deadline was December 31st to have it spent, but the long-term effects of the pandemic are, are unknown at this point. So I, I, I hope all that is taken into consideration by the federal government. And I think it's going to, uh, Wyoming's budget concerns, notwithstanding the pandemic, need to be addressed by the legislature. But the pandemic effects of the pandemic, and if they can tie that and, and have a nexus, then I think the federal government monies will really, really be a huge help to a state like Wyoming. That is so well said. And um, there is going to be so much for us, us to watch. And I can't wait to be back with both of you um, on a podcast sometime, you know, after we figure out what the state, what the federal government has done and what the states are doing so that we can update everybody on, on this, this, this very important fiscal impact. 
of the pandemic on state budgets and how that's you know trickling down to the individuals and the citizens of each of these states. So thanks to you both for, for being here and I uh, can't wait for the next one. Thank you, Sarah. Thank you, Christina. Yeah, thank you both. Thank you for listening to the Brownstein High at Farber Shrek podcast series. If you like what you hear, please subscribe and rate us on Apple Podcasts or your favorite podcast app. Visit bhfs.com for more information.